Coming up. Understand, God does not accept the argument that nobody is perfect as an excuse for why we are not being holy. Oh, I'm going to let that settle in on you a little bit. Let that settle in your spirit, okay? Yeah. I'm going to say it again. God says, I'm not accepting the argument that nobody is perfect for your excuse of not being holy. All I, can, all I can think of when I think of that is that thank you, Lord, for Jesus Christ. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh. God says there's no excuse. Yes. And the reason God doesn't accept that as an argument is because it's not true. It's not true that no that nobody is perfect. It's not true. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. There are some things about God that every believer should always keep in mind. First of all, God is, was, and always will be. Join us for the message series, God Is, where Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn walk through some of the qualities of God that we can confidently put our trust in. Here's the third message in the series, The Holiness of God, Part 1. Well, we hope that you are all set and that you were able to download the message outline and all ready to go. And I hope that you've been enjoying this series as I have, and uh, we're excited to continue it today. So we've been on the series entitled God Is, God Is. And today our subtopic is the holiness of God, the holiness of God. And this, like all the subtopics um, in the series, they could be series of themselves, <laughs> each of the topics. Um, but we just want to give you a touch of things um, concerning our father and, and, and who he is, who God is, mm -hmm. and so that we can have a biblical perspective of God. And I want to remind you that there was a, in the scripture, and I'm sure you are familiar with this, and I'm speaking of the Lord's Prayer, what we call the Lord's Prayer, mm -hmm. um, but it's really the disciples' prayer. But they asked Jesus, how should we pray? Yeah. And Jesus responded, you should pray in this manner. He says, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And in that prayer, he said, hallowed be thy name. And that means holy is your name. Right. Sanctified is your name. Mm -hmm. Separated is your name. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus instructed his disciples to every day acknowledge the holiness of God. Amen. Every day, mm -hmm. acknowledge the holiness of God. And I want to encourage you to practice this as well, because um, it's what Jesus said we should do. And this will help us keep holiness, the holiness of God at the forefront of our minds. If every day we are acknowledging, we say, Lord, you're holy. Your name is, your name is hallowed. And, and so we should do that every day. He goes on to say that we should thank God and ask God for food every day, for forgiveness every day. Yeah. And so this should be a daily practice for believers. 
So I want to encourage you to do that. And so as we dive into our topic, our subtopic, the holiness of God, we need to make sure we're all on the same page. Mm -hmm. And so we want to ask the question, write this down on your outline. What is the definition of holy? What is the definition of holy? According to Nelson's new illustrated Bible dictionary, it says, holy means moral and ethical wholeness or perfection, freedom from moral evil. Holiness is one of the essential elements of God's nature required of his people. Holiness may be rendered sanctification or godliness. The Hebrew word for holy denotes that which is sanctified or set apart for divine service. Again, that's Nelson's New Illustrated Bible Dictionary. Now, there's some other synonyms that we find, too, that goes with holiness, um, and it is consecrated, sacred, separated, pure, or impurity. But I want you to notice in the definition that holiness is one of the essential elements of God's nature required of his people. Mm-hmm. So it says that holiness is moral and ethical perfection, perfection, yeah. which none of us <laughs> can accomplish, <laughs> but God still requires it of his people. Yeah. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Look what it says here in Leviticus 20, 26. You are to be holy to me because I, the Lord, am holy. And I have set you apart from the nations to be my own. Mm-hmm. See, God is saying here that we should desire and strive to be holy because he is holy. That should be the purpose or reason to be holy. Right. That because he's holy, we should be wanting and desiring and striving to be holy. Mm -hmm. Then he says, he's saying that we are able to be holy because he says there, he has set us apart. Get this. I want you to allow this to sink into your spirit a little bit. And we're going to, we're going to ruminate on this for a minute. Uh First of all, moral and ethical perfection, none of us can achieve, right? Right. Okay. Right, right. Uh, But God is still requiring it. Yeah. And God is saying there's no excuse for us not to be morally and ethically whole and perfect and free from evil. Mm -hmm. He said there's no excuse for you not to be. And he's saying this because he has set us apart. Right. So understand in this passage, God is saying, I, Mm -hmm. I want you to be holy to me. I have set you apart. Mm -hmm. I have set you apart. This reminds me of, you know, uh, um, when my son was first born. And so, you know, me and my wife, you know, this was new to us. We had never been a parent. We was reading. My wife went and got parenting books or pregnancy books, and we just trying to do this thing right. And then 
it reminds me of when we used to, uh, as KJ got older, or at any point, we would, we would put him somewhere. Okay, we put him in the playpen, okay? Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. We, his parents, who love him, set him apart in the playpen. Right. And we, we put him in a place where he would be safe. Mm -hmm. We set him there. Imagine if we put him there and we come back an hour later and somehow he ain't there no more. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I, I walk around the house and look in, there, where are you? You, you, you got, you got KJ because mm -hmm. <laughs> he ain't, he not where we put him. Mm -hmm. She said, no, I don't have him. I don't want to imagine that. <laughs> Just imagine. Mm -mm. See, this is what happens with us. <laughs> right, right. God says, yeah. I set you apart, mm -hmm. but God gave us free will and choice and uh, the problem is, is that we like to roam and maneuver to some other place other, when, other than where God set us. Right. Yeah. That's our problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See? And, 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 and this happened in the garden. Uh, the Bible says that God planted after he created everything. This was after creation was done, y'all. Mm -hmm. After he, on the, after he uh, creation was done. The text says that he planted a garden in, in Eden, <laughs> and there he put the man. Right. He set him apart in the garden. Yeah, in paradise over there. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he set him there with some instructions. Mm -hmm. And it was just one thing he was not to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he ended up maneuvering into a state he was still in the garden, but he went to a mental, emotional, spiritual state where God hadn't set him right. because he disobeyed. Mm -hmm. Outside of God's will. Outside of God's will. Yeah. And that action moved him physically now out of the place that God said was very good. Right. You just basically summed up <laughs> the question that people always ask, well, if God was so good or if there's a God, why is this happening? Or why is that happening? You just summed it up, right? <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> we, we have used our power to choose mm -hmm. to do something God said not to, and it moves us out of the place that God said was very good. Right. And then we wonder why we're experiencing bad. No, because you moved. You moved. You disobeyed. You got out of where God set you. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. And so this is our problem. Mm -hmm. And so, but yet God still says, even after the fall in, in the garden, that there's no excuse for us not to be morally and ethically whole and perfect mm -hmm. and free from evil. Yeah. He said this to, after the fall to the children of Israel. Think about that. Yeah. Look what it says here in uh, Deuteronomy 7, 6 through 9. For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you out of all peoples on the face of the earth to be his people, his treasured possession. Mm -hmm. The Lord did not set his affections on you and choose you because you were more numerous than other peoples. For you were the fewest of all peoples. 
but it was because the Lord loved you and kept the oath he swore to your ancestors that he brought you out with the mighty hand and redeemed you from the land of slavery, from the power of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, is God mm -hmm. and he is, faithful, uh, he is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love and uh, to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. Amen. <laughs> There's some things here that we need to know. God chose us and it wasn't nothing about us that made us special. It was his choice. And God says that he's faithful. He keeps his covenant of love, which is a reflection, which in which is reflected in his grace and his mercy to thousands of generations. And he does this to those who love him mm -hmm. and keep his commands. So you see, there's a part that we play in being set apart and being holy. We have to love God yeah. and we have to obey God. Mm -hmm. If we don't, we move ourselves from the place that God set us. That's what happened in the garden. Yeah. And so understand, God does not accept the argument that nobody is perfect mm -hmm. as an excuse for why we are not being holy. Oh, I'm going to let that settle in on you a little bit. Let that settle, let that settle in your spirit, yeah. okay? Yeah. I'll say it again. God says, I'm not accepting the argument that nobody is perfect for your excuse of not being holy. Yeah. All I can, all I can think of when I think <laughs> of that is that thank you, Lord, for Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh. God says there's no excuse. Yes. And the reason God doesn't accept that as an argument is because it's not true. <laughs> It's not true that no that nobody is perfect. It's not true. I know, I know, mm -hmm. I know. Think about it. Think yeah, about it. Yeah. Think, think about it. Mm -hmm. Let that settle with you a little bit. It's not true. Mm -hmm. I know you heard it and you probably said it. I know I heard it and I've said it, mm -hmm. but it's mm -hmm. not true. Yeah. It's not true. It's not true that nobody is perfect. Mm -hmm. It's not true. Look what it says here in Colossians 1, 21 through 23a. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you wholly in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. If you, if you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. Amen. Look what happened here. The reason that is not true that nobody is perfect, because there is one mm -hmm. <laughs> who is perfect. And that is Jesus Christ. He's the only human being who's walked the earth perfectly. So when we say nobody is perfect, that's not true. There has been one. One. 
And it's important, I think, for us to acknowledge this. And I know when people say it, they, they're not talking about Christ. They, they really, well, hopefully they're really saying right. that nobody's perfect except, except Christ. Christ. Exactly. But we know that's not the case <laughs> because some people don't even believe in Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they're not including Christ in their thinking. Right. They, if they are, they're going like, well, they say he's perfect. It's not like, no, they really believe that he was perfect. Mm -hmm. Y'all see what I'm saying? So maybe as believers, we should stop saying nobody's perfect. We should, it, when we do, we should say ain't nobody perfect but Christ. There we go. Right. <laughs> so we need to change our language yeah. Yeah. And, and stop buying into this, this cliched statement that all people are making, sinners, you know, are making, we don't want to stand on the center's principle. Mm -hmm. We need to stand on God's principle. And so if you say it, yeah. say nobody, ain't nobody perfect, mm -hmm. but Jesus Christ. How about that? Yeah. That is a way that you yeah. can introduce Jesus Christ into the conversation. Amen. At Amen. work, in the store, wherever, instead of just buying into this notion that ain't nobody perfect. No, that's not true. That's not true. We need to represent that there was one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who walked the earth. Yeah. That perfectly as a human being, as a human being was created to do. And it's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And maybe Amen. you can add that to your statement. Ain't nobody perfect but my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah, there we go. You can make it personal to him. Yeah. Ain't nobody perfect but my Lord and yeah. Savior. And this is a way you can introduce Jesus into the conversation. Yeah. Just like we say, ain't nobody good but God. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> ain't nobody perfect but Jesus Christ. Yes. My Lord and Savior. And the reason, and look what the text says here again in verse 22. Verse 22. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight. So you see that we can achieve holiness, moral and ethical uh, perfection, and free from evil through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Remember, God said, I have made you holy to me. And so if we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, mm -hmm. then when, Jesus, when, when God sees us, guess who he sees? He sees his son. Mm -hmm. So he sees holiness right. through Jesus Christ whose blood was shed for us. Mm -hmm. That's how we can achieve moral and ethical perfection Amen. and uh, uh, be free from evil. Mm -hmm. And I know we have a sin nature and we all sin. That, that, that's it. But God has made a way because he set us apart. He's made a way for us to deal with our sin. And through confession, and first of all, accepting Jesus as the, the propitiation of our sin, for our sins. And then when, after we've accepted him, God has made a way for us to get clean by confessing our sins. It says in first John one nine, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to cleanse us from all sin and unrighteousness. Yeah. So then we can clean ourselves up after sinning mm -hmm. to be presented holy again. Amen. So there's no excuse mm -hmm. not to be holy. Yeah. Because God has done something so that we can do it. It's not our own. It's what God has done. He has set us apart. He has yeah. put us in a construct, given us commandments, given us a way to be holy. We just have to choose to go down that path. Right. That's 
our choice. Mm -hmm. It's our choice. That we got to make. Mm -hmm. So there's no excuse. We should keep our slate clean by confessing our sins and allowing the blood to cover it. Mm -hmm. so that we don't move from the place that God set us, or we don't stay out of, we don't move out of, and we get back to the place that God has set us apart. See, if my son had climbed out of the playpen when I wasn't looking, and then got back in before I looked, <laughs> I wouldn't know he was out. <laughs> <laughs> y'all yeah. get what I'm saying yeah. <laughs> right and so I want to tell y'all some of y'all some of, and I'm, I'm teaching to myself too we need to get back into the playpen y'all <laughs> we need we need to confess some sins get back in the playpen where God set us apart mm -hmm. and that's the holy place we need to get there Man. <laughs> Man. yes and so let's let's go in a little deeper here and talk about some other things. So on your outline, write this down. Some more things we need to understand about holiness. Mm -hmm. Some more things we need to understand about holiness. The first is only God is holy. <laughs> only God is holy. Mm -hmm. All right. We read this to set up the song today. But Revelations 15, 4 says, all people will fear you, O Lord. All people will praise your name. Only you are holy. All people will come and worship before you because it is clear that you do what is right. Mm -hmm. And so this means to us that nothing or no one can be holy apart from God. Right. His holiness, is it distinguishes him from everyone and everything. Mm -hmm. So you can't be holy apart from God or nothing can be holy apart from God. In the Old Testament, God told them, his people, to sanctify, you know, the temple, the, the instruments in the temple, to sanctify the cups, the, you know, the dishes and all kind of stuff. Now you say, what well, those things can't be sanctified. Well, they can because God is involved because he says, I have set you apart. Yeah. And he gave them some things to do in order for those things to be sanctified. Mm -hmm. And he's given you and I things to do mm -hmm. so that we may be sanctified. Jesus prayed in John 17, 17. Mm -hmm. He said, Lord, sanctify them mm -hmm. by your word, by your truth. Your word is truth. Mm -hmm. You see how God has given us a means to be set apart? Yeah. His word. His word. And so too often we're not reading it, mm -hmm. let alone not obeying it. We didn't read it to obey it. All right. And there's so many people who profess Jesus Christ, who profess to be children of God, who profess to be followers of Christ, mm -hmm. and they're not reading their Bible. Yeah. And they're not following it. They're not doing what God has set apart for us to do in order to be holy and set apart. Yeah. yeah. But yet... They want to claim all that God has. Mm -hmm. And God says it doesn't work that way. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. Hmm. All right. All right. So only, only God is holy. Mm -hmm. And uh, look what it says here in Exodus 15, 11. Are there any gods like the Lord? 
No, there are no gods like you. You are wonderful, wonderfully holy. You are amazingly powerful. You do great miracles. Yeah. Now, don't misunderstand this. This is not saying that there are other gods. It's, it's saying there are people who call people other gods. That's why gods is in a lowercase g. Mm-hmm. So he's just acknowledging that other people worship, are worshiping other so-called gods is what yeah. it's really saying. There's really only one God. Mm-hmm. There's only one God, y'all. Mm-hmm. I know there's a whole lot of religions, but there's only one real, true, almighty God. Amen. And we Amen. need to understand that. And that's the father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Jesus Christ himself, because he's part of the triune God, the Godhead. The Trinity. Christ is part of that. And so it says there's no one like him. And he's wonderfully holy. So there's only only God is holy, y'all. The second thing we got to understand is that God's holiness makes him a promise keeper. Mm -hmm. God's holiness makes him a promise keeper. Psalm 89, 35 says, I have sworn an oath to David, and in my holiness, I cannot lie. Mm -hmm. Y'all see that? Mm -hmm. Get this. God says, it is because of my holiness that I don't lie. Yeah. Yeah, Y'all, this is how deep holiness is intrinsically a part of God's nature, is that it makes him not be a liar. Right? He says, my, my holiness is what keeps me from lying. Lying doesn't allow me to lie. lie. And look what it says in the same verse in the NIV. Uh, what I read to you first was the New Living Translation. The NIV says, Psalm 89, 35, once for all, I have sworn by my holiness mm-hmm. and I will not lie to David. Yeah. Get the idea, you know, in our country, you know, you go to court, they want you to put your hand on the Bible and, mm-hmm. and um, uh, you know, swear or affirm to tell the truth. truth the God is saying, mm-hmm. I'm telling you the truth on my holiness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And there's no one else above him like him, right? He's uh-huh. transcendent. He's holding nobody can compare to him. So he couldn't swear upon nobody but himself anyway. Mm-hmm. That's right. And he says he's standing on his holiness mm-hmm. with the promises he makes. Yeah. He said, I can't lie because I'm holy. That's right. Look what it says here in Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man, so he does not lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he ain't like us. Mm-hmm. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Mm -mm. Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Mm -mm. It hasn't happened. Because his holiness won't allow it to happen. He's so sanctified. He's so set apart. He's so pure. He's so righteous that he cannot lie. And that means all 7,000 of them promises over 7,000 promises in the Bible will come to pass. Because God's a promise keeper. It will come to pass in the year or in eternity. Yes. Yes. He's a promise keeper and he stands 
on His holiness. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. They don't have a problem with you cussing in their house, getting drunk in their house, fornicating in their house, Mm. and all other kinds of sins in their house. They don't have a problem with that. They won't ask you to stop cussing. They won't ask you, you know, to stop drinking or to stop gossiping. They won't ask you to do that, but they will ask you to take off your shoes. Because they're more concerned about their house being clean than their house being clean. Their body, their heart. Their heart being clean. Thank you for listening.